It's the 120 Podcast. Mikey Fernelli alongside Ben Hootie for this edition of 120. It could very well be the last one of the regular season. The Cubs got five games left. I can count them on my hand. When we first started this podcast, we had all of spring training. We had 162 regular season games ahead of us. And now through the highs and the lows, it feels like we always record at the lows. But in the highs and the lows, we have only five games left. Ben, it's an accomplishment. We've talked about this team the entire uh-huh. season. It's been helpful that it's been such an exciting season. We are coming at you on Wednesday afternoon. This episode will release day of before tonight's game. But if you're listening to it Thursday after tonight's game, don't know what's going to happen tonight, Wednesday. Hopefully, Jameson Tyone shoves like last weekend. But we're going to be mostly talking about Tuesday night's game, the sixth to last game of the year. Of course, Ben, I'll let you talk. I got to take a breath. But I... I... I, I don't know. You you tell me what your bottom line is with last night's game because you were all over Twitter last night firing stuff off, and as was I. So I want to know what you think. Yeah, I was all over the place on Twitter last night. I was it was a long late night for me. Me too. Obviously, if you guys uh, if you guys missed it, if you're out of the loop, it was the number one trending thing in the world. Say Suzuki dropped a uh, a crucial fly ball, and it ended up leading. The, the Braves to a seven to six victory after the Cubs blew a six, nothing lead going into the sixth inning. Um, Yeah. You know, we asked for September baseball and this is what we get sometimes with September baseball. It's just, it, it's, it's all about the highs and lows and you, can your team make the postseason? And that's what we've been doing for a couple of weeks here. And, you know, as frustrating as, as last night was, you still have five more games to look forward to. I'm, I'm happy I was a little disappointed we didn't record last night like the plan was because obviously I want to get an episode out. But you know what? Now that I'm sitting back on it, last night would have probably That's, been an absolute shit show if we recorded. Yeah, I, so. I put the hammer down on my end. I, I don't think Ben was too too opposed either, honestly. But I kind of put the hammer down and I was like, I don't want to record right now. Like We're going to be completely overreacting. It's going to sound like the season's already over. When in reality, it was an absolutely terrible loss quite possibly the most disappointing loss of my Cubs fandom, at least in the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, it doesn't end it. Like Gia, who's my girlfriend, I'll, I'll talk to her every couple of days about the Cubs because that's when they're playing. And, and I'm like, and I'll, the last couple of weeks I've been, you know, after the Diamondbacks sweep loss, I'm so sad after the second Pirates loss. I'm so sad after last night. I'm so sad. And every time she asked me, so does that mean it's over? And my response is always, well, no. And she, and then finally last night, she's like, well, then why are you guys getting so sad? Like, it's not over yet. And I'm like, from your weird outside perspective, you're kind of right. Like, it sucks because it shouldn't feel this way. It shouldn't feel that for the last week, every game kind of hangs in the balance. We should be in that Diamondbacks or Phillies position where you can clinch with a couple days to go. It, th- at one point a month ago, that's what it sounded like. But the Cubs have just kind of coasted into the finish line in this point where every game takes your percentage down. Every Game could bring your percentage back up, but every game takes it down. And the Mets and Marlins now in a double header, as we record the uh, the Mets winning game one. But they're that's up, they're up in game one. Yeah, that they're just <laughs> yeah sorry they're up they're they're currently actively leading game one. Yeah, I don't want to jinx there it, but they um just just a rough go right now. And I think it's not over, like I pointed out, like Gia said, but it's just. It, last night felt like a season-ending moment, and it's hard to mm-hmm. even chew because it's not, is the thing. It's like, oh, my God, that felt like that was it, but I got to go watch them five more times, and they could completely get my hopes back up with a win tonight. Yeah, but I will say this. that We talked about we've, – we've talked about for weeks this these last six games and the kind of schedule that it truly is. And 
as much as you obviously want to win all six games, it's not necessarily about that. It's more about winning more than the Marlins because of the fact that yeah. they own that tiebreaker over you. Yeah. So that's why last night was just a, a shot in the heart, man, because it's like that Braves lineup is just so hard to get out. And the Cubs were doing it so well mm-hmm. for six innings with a six nothing lead like that should never, never go away. And man, it's just it it's just hard to like I'm at a loss words. It's the season's not over. The season's not over. We could be back here on Sunday night, absolutely ecstatic that this team is going to face Milwaukee, hopefully three more, two or three more times. But yeah. right now, after last night, you know, the way Cubs Twitter was, the way me and you were, just felt like like that was it. Like five games is gonna be hard when you have your ace on the mound pitching fairly well. Winning six to nothing, like those are games you gotta win. It's as simple as that. I feel like it wouldn't have been even that response it was, even if they if they just got smacked, like if they lost six nothing or something, that I mean, I feel like it wouldn't have even have been that reaction. It's just like, oh well, you know, five more to go. It's the best team in baseball, like whatever. But when you're in line to get that win in a six nothing game, and it's not all on Saya. That's the other reason why I wanted to re- wait and record today, because I like absolutely was mad at say on the moment like absolutely was and i feel like everyone had the right to be but at the end of the day just like david ross said after the game say has been carrying them for a month and a half yeah. i mean everyone makes that mistake let's talk i mean let's think about the cubs bullpen in that game let's think about all the times that they had runners on and they could like it's just there are moments that are hidden just like you know just like over the years and all the you know the bartman game and all that shit like it, it, there are moments over the game where things that are more important affect how you lose the game and then it's all blanketed by the one thing that everyone in america saw and in this case it was say suzuki dropping a, a relatively easy pop fly waving off cody ballinger saying i got it and then losing it in the lights and he felt terrible like yeah. i felt I, like i was mad at him, at the team, and then I look at Twitter, and I'm scrolling through Twitter, watching that video of him in the locker room, like at a loss for words. And I'm just like, he is just, it's just, a, it's just a bad situation. I mean, Pete Crow Armstrong in the base pass is again trying to steal and getting thrown out. There were so many things that could have gone the other way, and then it was all blanketed by Saya's mistake. The bunt with Miles Mastroboni after he was three for three on the night, like, yeah, I, I, I put out a tweet and I said. Yell and blame Seiya Suzuki all you want for last night, but the Cubs are not in this position if they have not had the contributions that Seiya has made in the last month and a half. It's that simple. Yeah, there are other things we have to look out look at that's being overshadowed for ultimately what ended up being, you know, the piece of the pie, the the, the final result with Seiya dropping that ball, and you per, you put it perfectly. There, there's as much as Drew Smiley's been really awesome in relief. It's not like that's a guy that you can 100% trust in the eighth inning. And you know what? He did just fine. Like he got himself in trouble and he seemingly kind of got out of it. Like, sort of. Yeah, I'll nice strike say, out on, on out number two. I'll say this when we recorded two weeks ago, I think we kind of put a blanket ourselves over these bullpen injuries like with mm-hmm. Michael Fulmer and Adbert Alzali like we were just kind of because I think we were in a we were looking we were looking positively towards what was going on going forward 
because we had that four game wild card lead and all that. That that's part of the that's part of the biggest reasons why they've been losing games recently. The fact that they don't have their higher leverage guys at all right now. No Boxberger, no Fulmer, no Michael Fulmer, and even like what is going on with Mark Leiter Jr. He's he not like on hasn't the, played. He's we, not on the IL, but they had they're they're not pitching him. I know he was having trouble with the splitter for a a, a good amount of appearances, but like that's still a guy that we talked about, we've talked about all year long. That's been one of their your higher leverage guys. Just he hasn't pitched in a week. I don't know, man. So, it's it's just go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. I'm just at a loss for words too. You you mentioned the last time we recorded, Ben, that the the magic number would be like 85, probably 85, 86. So now five games ago, they're 82, and I'm starting to care less and less about where they end up on you know the win total. The magic number is one above the Marlins, and I already know this is my quick prediction. I already know it's going to come down to. On Sunday, on Sunday afternoon, it's going to be, oh, man, we have to win and the Marlins have to lose. Yep. I hope it doesn't, but it's going to come down to that. And I think every game starts at 2 that day or 2-10. So it's going to be uh, one of those classic that could be an all-time moment where the Cubs win and then they run back to the locker room to watch on TV, or it could be the complete opposite. But I at least hope we're in a position where that becomes – a thought right like i mean there's also the scenario where we lose again tonight we get swept by atlanta and then friday all of a sudden the marlins are two above and then we lose saturday and, and it's over sunday doesn't matter and cody bellinger plays his last game for the cubs and no that, i hope that's not true that last part but it's it's just it could all come crashing down on the other end i know i like to talk about all the what ifs but you could go in tonight talion could shove again like he did last week you could get another win you can maybe win again tomorrow Milwaukee clinched last night. They're not going to be playing their starters this weekend against us. The Marlins have a doubleheader against a really scrappy Mets team. And then, a, uh, and then three games against a really, really, really scrappy Pirates team that has been eliminated for two weeks and, or for a week and is still finding ways to win, i.e. the Cubs last week. So uh, all I'm saying is I don't think things are completely, totally over. Last night sucked, but it mostly sucked because we could have been closer and we blew it. I don't think it means that oh man, we're so done because we lost. It wasn't a must win per se. It was more of just a, this would have been incredibly nice to win. Yeah. And it just goes back to what you said. Like it, if if we would have lost like six to nothing last night, then it would have been like, oh, well, whatever, move on exactly. to the next day. But it's the exactly. situation that ensued with just blowing a six nothing lead because that's one game that you could eliminate off that magic number that moves you closer to the postseason. Oh, we're so back, Ben. We're back. Never mind. The vibes are back. Batting seventh, playing first base. The Candyman. Oh, how about that? We're so Some back. I just news. got the live alert. We're recording at about four o'clock on Wednesday. As the so for the Wednesday night lineup, Talkman, Horner, Hap, Bellinger, Sayo, Swanson, Candelario, Gomes, Masterbonian, James, and Tyone. Miles has looked decent, actually. Miles has been kind of hitting pretty well. I mean, all things considered, with Candelario out, it tells you all you need to know that Candelario is back playing first today and Miles is kind of sticking around. I mean, Madrigal's still not back, so they kind of have to, but he has not been a complete disaster. No, yeah, he's been spraying the ball over the field, getting hit mm -hmm. after hit after hit. Last night, it was like, I feel like I saw the same hit three times with him, <laughs> and that's exactly all, that's it. That's all you could ask for out of the guy. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he's been the, the one positive that's come out of this, and it's crazy because we... 
obviously we missed a couple of days recording and they swept Colorado this weekend, which felt really good, but yeah. it all just comes crashing down in one day. Just like that, man. Can I go? Let, let, let's talk about something really quick. Yeah. And, um, I will say that I do appreciate, and someone quote tweeted me about, and it was actually kind of funny because I did kind of agree with it. And it was the Cubs, Cubs fans are finally growing brains and they finally realize that one play does not make an entire guy's career or something like that. And it was, it was regarding say Suzuki because as much as there were probably people that were very upset with him, I feel like a good chunk of Cubs Twitter had his back. And I think that's just really cool because as I said earlier, that's a guy that has carried us for the last month and a half. The, and one play is one play. And obviously if he makes it, you who knows what happens in the bottom of the ninth, but whatever it might be, like I'm happy to see that everyone kind of rallied around him. And like, even though we're fighting for a postseason spot and that could be the play that ultimately keeps us out of the playoffs, I'm happy to see that they're behind that that Cubs nation's behind him because if they weren't like, it'd just be like players of the past. I feel like just get absolutely defeated when they make a play like that. And their Cubs career is over. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just happy. I think you're right. No, I think you're right. I think there was a lot of good support. I saw a lot of support myself say, obviously um, new to the sport, new to this country, new to this team in the last two years. It feels so weird to say that it's only been two years, but just uh, needs all the support we can get and, and needs to know that we all still love him. And yes, those mistakes happen, but he has been great so far. He's kind of found his own this last month or two and would hate for this to be the moment that kind of ruins him because he, it seemed like he'd finally figured it out after a year and a half in the last couple months. Let's talk about Zach Zayman. He, his tweets today have been interesting to me and kind of gave me some hope because he, uh, and if you don't know, Zach Zayman is listeners. If you don't know, is the third man of the Cubs radio broadcast crew. He announces the fifth inning when Pat Hughes takes a bathroom break, and he also um, kind of just does the pregame show. He's just the third man of the radio crew. He's really good. He's I've I've really enjoyed him this year. I wasn't always the biggest fan, honestly, and I, he's really grown on me this year. Especially a great Twitter follow. Anyway, Zach said resilience. He just posted the definition of resilience on his on his Twitter today. He also then tweeted just now a video where he said they've bounced back all year and they've been counted out. So here we go again. Five games left. Cubs in Atlanta, mostly cloudy, 74 degrees. Cubs started the day as the third spot, whatever. That's someone who's as close to the team as possible. I mean, Boo, ZZ, Pat, Ron Coomer, they all talk to the team. They all talk to them on a daily basis. They go down for batting practice and say, hey, man, how you feeling? This, that, and the other thing. They get information to share on the broadcast. Ben and I know that at a diluted level in college broadcasting. They know things. They're close to the team. Does that reflect the the attitude of the team? I'd hope so. I'd hope they're not down in the dumps. I would hope. what That's my hope that Zaidman's words of resilience and all that are reflective that somebody in the team told him, like, hey, man, we don't feel out of it. Like, we've bounced back every time. Like, let's why not now? Yeah, and it's that we never quit mentality from right. 2015 and 2016, and I hope that's carrying over into 2023. I, I hope they bounce back, and I think that they can because, as we said, we there has been so many times this season where this team has been truly counted out. You go back uh-huh. to May, and then you go right before the All-Star break, and then after that, they go on that insane stretch in late July and August, and then they go, they lose 10 of 13 sweep the Rockies and now we're back here. Let's let's do it again, man. Five games for everything. Everything's on the table. 
we asked for September baseball. This is what you get. And I, as as much as I know that those guys, they are gassed. You can tell they're they're mm-hmm. absolutely gassed. Yeah, I will say that even though only some of those players in that locker room have experienced winning, I feel like it, they've they've managed to build a great culture in that locker room over this offseason. You know, you could shame David Ross all you want for some of the decisions he decides to make. One thing I will say is I know that the the players like him and that he built a great he's built a great culture in that, that locker room. He's not going nowhere. I'm done with people overreacting on Twitter saying if they miss the it's it's so silly because people will stay straight up say point blank. Well, if they make it this week, they're Ross saves his job. But if they miss, he should be fired on the spot. I that's not how that works. You need to you need to far and away prove that you need to be fired amid your middle of your contract to be fired as a manager in professional baseball. It's not like a hey David, go win this game this week or you're fired. That's not how it works. That's there's a reason why Tony Larusa was the manager of the White Sox for two full seasons. It's just you need to far and away prove you are putting this team in a terrible direction. And I've said it last time we recorded. I've said it multiple times this season. The Cubs weren't supposed to be here. They weren't. We talked about this earlier on in the year. There were two weeks before the trade deadline. We were 10 games below 500, whatever it was. Three weeks, whatever it was. It's ridiculous that to even think that we're in this moment we are. Yes, it sucks that it's fall down to help to make it this close, but they weren't supposed to be here. And part of that is David Ross. He makes some bonehead choices, but so did Joe Madden. Joe Madden has a ring on his mantle. Yeah. David Ross is not a bad coach. I'm done with it. He fights for his team. He stands up for him. He's been there for now four years. He four three and a half. He knows what's going on, and I think he's still the manager of this team next year. We could talk about that in the offseason. I might have I know I know input. you hate, I know you hate that take, but I'm I'm just going to say it. I look, I don't know who's the and I guess we could talk we could talk managers then now. I don't necessarily know who can like take over his spot and do the exactly. same exact job that he's done. Like I don't know who's out there unless Craig Council leaves the Brewers. Like I don't know who who out there is far and away better than David Ross. So that's obviously Depending, on, I think we could all be talking about this based on what happens the last five games. But yeah, I I agree with you for the most part. I will say the one thing that is disappointing is the fact that they pulled us back in, and obviously they've exceeded expectations. This is exactly what we asked for. Yes, exactly. I think the more, which is more disappointing for me, is you know the lead that was had, yeah, two weeks ago, uh-huh. and. It felt like they were almost a shoe in. We were talking about it like we they, it was a shoe in. Like, yeah, that's our fault. No, yeah, hundred percent. And I, I don't think it's just us though. I think it's everyone thought that. And mm-hmm. and now it's getting to the point where it's like, well, we've experienced winning. Why did it have to go away so quickly? Just like that. That's what's made this team so fun, Ben. It's just a uh... fun or make you want to have a heart attack. <laughs> heart attack in the moment but looking back it'll be fun hopefully it's a team that actually makes the playoffs but that's what makes it so fun you're not a team that won 105 games you're not that's anyway you're not the braves you're a team that is scrappy and has made it really fun and it's made it feel like some kind of a separate magic i want them that's why i want them to make the playoffs so bad because as much as there's been the lows there's been so much fun Mm -hmm. with this season and i want to see this group just get to October. Even if they get swept by Milwaukee, you know what? I'll be sitting here and I'll be perfectly fine next mm-hmm. week. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. I just, I've had so much fun with this group 
even though they give me a heart attack on a nightly basis, I I want to see them compete in the postseason and just see what they can do when their their hats or they when they throw their card in the hat to try and win a World Series. Like I yeah. I just want it. I want it. I yeah. love this team, and obviously, you know, it can be a better team in the off season depending on what moves Jed Hoyer decides to make. But yeah, man, I I'm praying for it. I. I've watched just about all 100 and what is it? 57 of these games, 58 of these games, whatever it might be. And I've had so much fun and I just, I don't want to see it just end. Just, I don't want to see it end like this. And I don't want that to be the asterisk on what was a super fun season. Just the accomplishment of making the playoffs would be so much better headed into the offseason as we try to put together the quote, next great Cubs team. This was the next great Cubs team as we talked about. And as Jed said, and, uh, to have this beginning of an next great team even make the playoffs would be a thrill. Let's do a couple of housekeeping things before we wrap this up because there is a game tonight. We want to get this one out. YouTube. Ben has done a great job putting our streams on YouTube now. So if you're watching via YouTube, we appreciate it. If you're listening via Spotify or Apple Pods, we also appreciate you. That said, you can watch us on YouTube now as well and see us. Ben made a nice frame for that. So that is there now too. We have... A few announcements when it, as it pertains to the offseason. We will be doing offseason coverage. Not sure what that calendar looks like yet. No matter what, I don't care if Seiya Suzuki drops another ball to make us miss the playoffs on Sunday afternoon. We will record Sunday night. It'll either be a thanks for listening to us all season and you know go Cubs forever recap, or it'll be Cloud9 going to the playoffs episode. Yeah. Either, either way, we'll record on Sunday, release Monday. And that'll be that. But then we'll have playoff coverage, whether it's the Cubs, whether it's just the league, we'll have playoff coverage. After the World Series, I'm assuming we'll take a little bit off and then we'll come hit the ground running again with some offseason coverage, some interviews we have in the works here, some, you know, recaps of the best players of the season and potentially as free agency gets going, all those things. So, Ben, if you want to add anything on there, we're going to still have stuff during the offseason. So don't completely turn off 120 if the Cubs get it balanced this week. We will have plenty up until the world series and then during the off season. Yeah. Once again, we appreciate you all for listening. Yeah. Um, this has just been such a fun season. I, me and Mikey were complete and we'll, we'll air it out. Me and Mikey were kind of down in the dumps in June and July with yeah. not just how I'm not saying we necessarily put out bad episodes, but it was more just the fact of how do you talk about a losing ball club consistently yeah. week by week? We were getting, you pretty, guys, we were getting you guys, upset about it. Yeah, you guys stuck with us and I I it's just been it's been so much fun this season and man, I really hope we are here talking Sunday night talking about this team going to the playoffs. If not whatever, but yeah. But once again, support this damn team. Watch these next 5 games. Cheer them on with your life. It's the only good thing that has come out of Chicago sports in like the last 3 years besides an 18-year-old Canadian phenom. Like <laughs> that's it. So cheer yeah. cheer them on. I know last night was tough. I'm trying to you know, I was down in the dumps, mm-hmm. but you know what? Sometimes you need a little bit of morale to get that yeah. thing going. So, let's get this going. 5 yeah. games left for everything. And we'll talk to you all on Sunday night. We are done with PSF for the year, but we appreciate everybody who joined our PSF streams throughout this season in the last month or two. It was a lot of fun. Details to come later for continuing that in the next season. Obviously, we won't really know until March and stuff like that. Um, But we appreciate everybody joining those streams when you did. It was great to see how many listeners we actually did have uh, friends and family and also just Cubs fans who wanted to 
communicate with us during our episodes. Would love to do some interactive stuff like that during the playoffs if we make it or not. I mean, we could still we'll still be active on the 120 account. We'd love to do some fun stuff during the playoffs. Ben, any last words? Uh, my I'm gonna go first. Mine is just I love Zayman's tweet about resilience. I hope that's reflective of the team, and uh, I really hope they go out there playing like the team they are tonight. Yeah, as I said, we never quit. Let's not quit on this season yet. Five games. Let's get it. I can't wait to talk to you all Sunday night, whether that's yep. good or bad. Or excuse me, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't we'll, need to say we'll that. record Sunday. We're You'll recording talk to me. on Sunday, but yeah. uh, when you guys listen to us on Monday, hopefully it's more energetic. But if not, stick with us because you know this team's this team is headed in the right direction. At the end the of the mood day, is team. not sad. It's tense. We are nervous, but we know that there could be a light here coming up for the Cubs. And and all I can say, as we end every episode. Potentially for the last time this regular season, but I sure as hell hope not. Go Cubs. And go Mm. Pirates. Go Pirates. Mets. Astros. (laughs) And I'm missing one other. God dang it. I completely screwed that up. Who are you thinking of? Who are you thinking of? Mets, Astros, Pirates, and White Sox. Oh, they're done. Never mind. Yeah, no, we don't want to root for the White Sox. Go Cubs. Go Cubs. (laughs) 